destroying a nation from within. That's the goal of the Chinese regime. One of the biggest weapons is something we rely on every day, our smartphones. In this special report, we look at how China's cyber attacks are going far beyond institutions. Now they're getting personal and changing our behavior through the very devices in the palms of our hands. Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. One of the Chinese regime's biggest weapons against Americans is something a little too close for comfort, our phones. More specifically, the apps that run on them. They're basically legal malware that enable the developer to monitor, track, and data mine the end user for financial gain 24 by 7, 365 days a year. That's Rex M. Lee, cybersecurity advisor at MySmart Privacy. He calls these apps legal malware. As to what these apps can do? A single intrusive app enables the enables the developer to collect over 5,000 highly confidential data points associated with the end user's personal information, business information, medical information, legal information, and employment information because the surveillance and data mining done by these uh, companies is indiscriminate, meaning that it's, they're not only collecting uh, consumer information, they're collecting every bit of information from the end user, including text messages, email, email attachments, calendar events, and so forth. But once it's in the hands of those companies, it doesn't just end there. As we're seeing in the news is that these tech companies are aligned with governments, so the, the information uh, a lot of times is ending up in the hands of the government. One company in the hot seat is TikTok. The video sharing platform has gotten a lot of buzz lately. But why is that? After all, entertaining videos don't seem like the stuff of national security risks. TikTok is an extension of, of the Chinese Communist Party. It is one of their primary social media platforms and tools. Let's just get real. And so even on uh, platforms like Pinterest, but there's a lot of TikTok on there. And I, and I purposely block those and, and report them because even looking at those, again, leaves a digital fingerprint. Don't give China your digital fingerprints. That's John Mills, retired Army colonel and former director of cybersecurity at the Defense Department. He goes on to explain what exactly the Chinese regime can do with those digital fingerprints. They will know your interests, your behavior, your geolocation, and they will start regurgitating back to you to shape your behavior. Uh, they are trying to psychologically program you. They're using PSYOP on you. They're trying to reinforce and shape and influence your behavior. That means by controlling what kind of information you see, an adversary like the Chinese regime can eventually shape a person's behavior. Recently, the House Chief Administration Officer is warning lawmakers not to use TikTok, citing security and privacy concerns, given the app's ownership by Chinese company ByteDance. Many lawmakers had turned to the app as a way to reach out to younger constituents. And TikTok especially, it's, it's a horrifically bad idea. Even be watching TikTok, because that even leaves your digital fingerprints and your digital persona. Don't give your fingerprints to China. 
But a cyber advisory issued August 9th warns that TikTok may collect biometric identifiers and biometric information as defined under U.S. laws, including face prints and voice prints from videos uploaded to the user's platform. Mills warns giving that kind of information away is akin to... You're giving away your, the keys to your kingdom when you, when you start participating. They will understand your finances, your financial behavior, what you're looking at, what your interests are, what you write, what you type. The cyber advisory went on to warn about TikTok's policy, which includes features like automatic user data collections. That covers information like the device's phone number, Wi-Fi network names, SIM card serial numbers, GPS status information, and subscription information, among others. But it doesn't stop there. Other concerns include checking device location every hour, plus continual requests to access the user's contacts and external storage. We reached out to TikTok about these points. They wrote back the allegations in the House CAO's advisory about TikTok range from misleading to wrong. We have requested a meeting to discuss the multiple inaccuracies. The August advisory notes the data TikTok collects can be potentially mined for commercial and private purposes and is stored on servers located in China. To address that, TikTok has pledged to move U.S. data to third-party Oracle service located outside of China. It's a transition that's still ongoing. China is creating uh, digital twins of all of us. And it gets extremely concerning when they co-mingle that with uh, they've breached all the networks of those uh, firms. This comes as a group of lawmakers are requesting TikTok appear before the Senate. That's over fears the app has access to U.S. data. The appeal follows on the heels of a BuzzFeed report from June based on leaked audio recordings from 80 internal TikTok meetings. According to the report, 14 statements from nine different employees at TikTok indicated that engineers in China had access to U.S. data between September 2021 and January 2022, at the very least. Let's take a step back. Why is cyberspace so important? The cyber environment and terrain is a wild west of intelligence operations for China. So I think everyone needs to be vigilant uh, in their, we call that uh, uh, inside of government, I'm not inside of government anymore, we call that our cyber personas, cyber personas. Given the importance of this cyber realm, how does China get in? As it turns out, with a little help from the inside. About 90% of them are uh, associated with insider attacks. This means that it usually comes from an employee, even a company leader in the, uh, even a leader in the company that could be leveraged, uh, as well as the attacks could come from the supply chain that supports the company or the organization or government agency. Mills adds, it's not like what's depicted in Hollywood. Everybody has these visions of Chinese supercomputers crunching through all cryptography. Now, some of that's going on, and NSA is attempting to deal with that. He adds, but over 95% of the cyber attacks the Defense Department or intelligence community deals with goes back to that insider threat. So just how sophisticated are these attacks? Well, they're very sophisticated today. The, no longer are hacks coming in through traditional methods like 
telecommunication networks or even through email phishing. They still can attack through email phishing. They've advanced that to SMS texting, by the way, a, a text message can launch an attack as well. That means the very devices we hold in our hands can be weaponized against us, Lee adds. But mainly what we're, what we're seeing, nation-state hackers from China, which are apt groups, or Russia, like uh, Fancy Bear, uh, Sandworm, and some of their groups, or Lazarus from North Korea, uh, we're seeing these groups utilize the Android OS, Apple iOS, and Microsoft Windows 8, 10, and 11 OS to launch in a wide array of attacks on networks that include ransomware attacks, uh, DDoS attacks, and man-in-the-middle attacks. They can launch just about any attack, either through the operating system that supports a mobile device like a smartphone or a PC. And with that, phones can be just as vulnerable as computers. Uh, they can utilize apps. Google has removed over 300 of these types of apps and recently that could launch these types of attacks. Apple was compromised through their MDM, uh, app, uh, their MDM security platform as well. But Mills adds it's not just our digital lives at risk, it's our genetic identity as well. But anybody who collects your DNA so you can trace your family heritage, um, I would suggest not doing that. That's a very bad idea right now because China's collecting all that and adding that to their your, your file that they have on you, I guarantee you that most Americans now Chinese intelligence, the MSS, has a complete file on almost all Americans, if not all Americans. But cyber is just one arm of a much bigger threat. Uh, these attacks that you're hearing about in the news are all tied to um, unrestricted hybrid warfare waged by China. And this goes back to the 1990s. And what unrestricted hybrid warfare is, it's warfare that targets everyone where there are no rules. This includes targeting children, teens, business leaders, members of the military, members of law enforcement, elected officials, even the president. Greg Copley, president of the International Strategic Studies Association, explains that for the Chinese regime... Literally, they literally see every form of human activity as being weaponizable against their adversaries. Uh, so that includes so all social contacts, it includes commercial uh, contacts and contracts and the like. It includes the manipulation of international organizations such as the United Nations and particularly the uh, the sub-bodies of the United Nations, whether it's the World Health Organization, which was manipulated heavily by Beijing during the, the COVID crisis. So everything becomes a, a weapon of war. Given that, what can be done to defend against it? Mills notes there are three main steps when it comes to cybersecurity or cyber hygiene. First is two-factor authentication. So not just username and password, but you have a token, you have a digital, there's several different arrangements. They, they text your, uh, they send a code to your, your phone. That's two-factor authentication. Next up is staying clear of phishing scams. That means not clicking or responding to links that don't look right. Clicking on those links can let an adversary into your system. And thirdly, insider threats. And the reality is when you're planning to break into some place, whether it be physical a building or in the cyber world, you always, you're, you're, the first thing you're always looking for is that insider that you can pay off, that you can flip and leave the right door unlocked.
But there are other steps that can help too. What companies need to do and people need to do is they, they have to look at their devices. Uh, Apple devices are the best in regards to privacy and security. So I use Apple iPhone uh, because they've really, they've really come a long ways. Now, they're still gonna surveil and data mine you and collect as much information on you, but you can stop most of the data mining by the third-party apps that are either pre-installed on the device um, as well as the apps that you download through the App Store. But there are other steps that can help too. That's through something called App Tracker, which will stop apps like Facebook from collecting your information unless you enable it. That's a big step from before. Lee describes how the platform used to collect that information automatically. And beyond individual users, how can companies protect themselves? What companies uh, need, really need to do is uh, implement a top-down enterprise cybersecurity, privacy, and intelligence strategy. Uh, this means that companies need to uh, uh, really be more offensive with their cybersecurity, um, and they need to really employ counterintelligence um, uh, as well as they also need to do wargaming. Um, and uh, this is what Chinese companies are doing. Chinese companies employ counterintelligence and they're wargaming. So it's very important for companies to be able to uh, implement an offensive uh, cybersecurity strategy. Here's what that looks like. From the top down, when I say top down, I'm talking about the board of directors all the way to the frontline employees. We're seeing every level of a company compromised at some point uh, through insider attack. As for what happens when that top-down approach isn't in place, Lee gives an example as a warning. At MD Anderson a couple of years ago, uh, three scientists walked out the back door with a billion dollars in intellectual property and research, and it ended up in the hands of the Chinese government. Um, and uh, so that was not the, you know, you, you can blame that on China, but really that's the fault of MD Anderson for not having a top-down uh, uh, cybersecurity, a, a top-down enterprise cybersecurity, privacy, and intelligence uh, strategy uh, to protect these these type of things. They have to, and the best way to do this is through wargaming and understanding where all these uh, uh, breaches occur and where all these hacks can come from. Mills points to other steps that can help block intruders. Always password your passwords, okay? Because, you know, if you've been around for a while, you start to collect and aggregate a whole lot of passwords. Well, however, now they always say, don't write your passwords down. Okay, I don't have a perfect memory, but uh, be sophisticated in the way you store those passwords. Don't put them on an unsecure Word document or even PDF. And sometimes going back to the basics can keep adversaries at bay. Rebooting kicks oftentimes kicks players out of uh, nefarious players out of your home network. Reboot. But Lee warns sometimes despite our best efforts, it's in the hands of those elected to serve us. First of all, countries like India have banned all of the intrusive apps from China. You can't get TikTok in India. Other countries have followed suit. Um, uh, the problem here in the United States is the U.S.-China tech lobby I say, really, the U.S. the U.S. China tech lobby is a national security threat for these reasons. Um, the U.S. is one of the few countries that allow companies from adversarial nations to lobby their lawmakers through powerful K Street law firms.
He adds that it's not a partisan issue and impacts both sides of the aisle. ByteDance hired former Trump advisor and ACG lobbyist uh, David Urban, and they also hired ACG to lobby on their behalf. If you remember a couple of years ago during the Trump administration, they were labeled a cybersecurity threat and a national security threat as well. Uh, and recently, Huawei hired Democrat strategist or former Democrat strategist Tony Podesta. So they're hiring both Republicans and uh, Democrat uh, advisors and former um, politicians or elected officials to do their lobbying for them, and they're paying them millions of dollars. Lee says the messaging and the actions don't match. When you look at what's going on, on one, on one hand, the politicians are saying that China's a threat. Uh, on the other hand, they're taking money from Chinese companies through uh, lobbyists, uh, uh, K Street law firms and lobbyists. Uh, so government's not going to protect you. And sometimes the biggest threat comes from where you least expect it. Mills just released a new book titled The Nation Will Follow. He makes the argument that to save a nation, one has to first secure one's county, then the country will follow. But as experts warn, if we don't secure our own defenses, insiders will continue selling out to adversaries like the Chinese regime. Apps will continue giving away our most sensitive information. And the Chinese regime will accomplish its goal, destroying a nation from within. Coming up, military exercises taking place on both sides of the Taiwan Strait. Tensions are getting higher between Taiwan and China. A purchase triggering attention. Beijing made it several years ago. It involves a rare earth mine and national security. More on that after the break here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Tensions are still building between China and Taiwan after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to the island earlier this month. Now both sides are conducting military exercises. Let's zoom in. Taiwan began military drills on Wednesday in response to ongoing aggression by Chinese Communist forces over the past two weeks. The Chinese regime has continuously launched missiles over Taiwan and sent aircraft into the sky around the island since House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan on August 2nd. The tension uh, between the Taiwan Strait is getting higher and it's obvious in knowing that. And, but that's still what we're training for and it's what we're preparing for. So they come and uh, we rise and so our scramble jet will never stop and uh, we will stop there. Uh, Offender and in outside our uh, defense identity, uh, in outside our ADIZ. As part of the drill, Taiwanese F-16 fighter jets roared into the night sky in front of the media. A spokesperson for Taiwan's defense ministry condemned Communist China's recent military provocations, but said they provide an opportunity for Taiwan. Maintaining the intensity of our combat readiness training and ensuring the task of combat training is our responsibility. So the actions taken by the Chinese communists is a very good training opportunity for us, and we will seize this opportunity to test all the training we normally do, and through this, improve our current methods and raise our combat effectiveness. The Chinese Communist regime claims Taiwan as part of its territory and has vowed to take it over by force. 
Democratic Taiwan is self-governed and has never been controlled by Communist China. Canada is eyeing a purchase Beijing made several years ago. It involves special strategic importance and national security, as Canada looks to better protect its own resources. Here's what's happening. Canadian media just disclosed a major purchase. Three years ago, Beijing quietly bought an important mine. It's called Tanko Mine, located in Manitoba, Canada. A mining giant of the same name, Tanko, is one of the few companies in the world that supplies cesium, a critical mineral and the key to producing atomic clocks and radiation detectors. Tanko has also produced lithium, a battery metal needed to make electric cars. Tanko was previously owned by a U.S. chemical company. Still, Canadian government had the power to block the acquisition citing national security, but Ottawa didn't do it. So China's state-owned Sino Mine Company became the new owner of the Tanko Mine. Earlier this year, the mine started producing lithium to feed China's electric car industry. Sino Mine plans to expand production over the coming years. Even though Ottawa has vowed to protect Canada's strategic resources from hostile foreign power acquisition, there are few mechanisms in place to stop that from happening. Earlier this year, Chinese multinational mining company Zijin acquired Canada's Neo Lithium Corporation. Responding to questions about the deal, the Canadian Minister of Innovation, Science and Industry said that there was enough information to determine that the deal was not a national security threat. That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, Send us an email at chinainfocus at ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching and see you tomorrow. Presenting the heritage of traditional Chinese martial arts, promoting martial ethics, and reviving the true tradition. The 2022 NTD International Traditional Chinese Martial Arts Competition Preliminaries will be held in New York and Taiwan. On August 28th, the finals will be broadcast live online worldwide. Registration hotline 1-88-477-9228. For more information, please visit martialarts.ntdtv.com.